0: The dude about.
1: In this episode of Basic Freedoms, Ari Gold talks to LA comic Joshua Myrowitz. Joshua has an amazing story to tell. He tells us about life with autism and about life with comedy. You can also watch episodes and follow us at basicfreedoms.tv
0: Here's an important thing. When I judge others, I'm also judging myself. Because it's, oh, I hope people don't mistake me for something bad. As an autistic person, there's no real gray area. It's black and white. There's good and bad. Uh, so I am 32 years old, just hit eight years ago. Uh, I got on the stand-up before that. Uh, I live with my parents uh, I didn't go out much. I have, just to be extra specific, I have Asperger's, which is a high-functioning form of autism, and it leaves me with a lot of anxiety and, of course, loneliness. I, I, I graduated high school, I couldn't do college because I couldn't sit still. It was hard enough for me to graduate from high, through high school. I had barely any friends at all. I definitely had no social life. I didn't really ever have a feeling I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I just wanted to exist. Somewhere outside my immediate family, about nine years ago, I started really getting into stand-up listening, and there's this guy, Patton Oswalt, and I listened to him, like, oh, wow, I really fucking love this. Maybe I should finally do an open mic. And a friend of a friend's, really like, heard me, and like, yeah, I'll, I'll bring you to, to North Hollywood to the Ha Ha Cafe. This is the most major thing. First of all, I ain't shit. But I got on that stage, and so far, and to this very day, it's it's the one place in my entire life I do not get anxious. I finally found a place in the sun, as my mom said. You you found a place in the sun. You're an artist. You're doing an artist job. But like, I would get on stage, and my voice would change a little. We played clips to my my psychiatrist, and he was like, "This is amazing." I, before I stand-up, I tried so many social groups. I'm not religious, but I tried Jewish social, social groups. I just never felt I fit, and I went to a, a Japanese anime club for several years at UCLA, even though I wasn't a college student. Mm-hmm. So comedy opened my world. Now I have multitudes of friends. Now I have uh, a social life, a full-on for the first time. My life, a social life, has been, not been eight, just eight years since since i started stand-up it's been eight years since i i burst out of the cocoon as a social butterfly i guess you could say uh mm-hmm. I, you I brought yeah. that
1: metaphor home you used cocoon and butterfly together that and uh, cool.
0: the caterpillar finally yeah. this and even though i still live with my parents up until la- last year i moved away for because of comedy and how positive an experience and how Great, it's given me a chance to make finally make a living for myself. I still live on disability, uh, but I finally had motive enough to finally move away from my parents, and I'm living on my own for the first time in my life. I'm a year in, uh, like we, my, my psychiatrist thought if my parents pass away, knock on wood, that, that, that if I was still living with them since I had no motive, if I didn't have comedy in my life, they would probably either put me in the home. And because of comedy, I, I've got to experience so many more things. I, first of all, now I have like a melting pot of friends. It's wonderful. I have Asian friends and Asian friends who are gay. I have Latin friends and Latin friends who are gay. I have black friends and black friends who are on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> it's great a different culture. We should not judge. It's weird because the other comedians started, because they became friendly with me and sort of experiencing things with me, they started to teach me social cues and things that I couldn't learn f- even from school teachers or my immediate family.
1: For you, it's something that you've had to learn the way other people I, I study. I still
0: it. extremely struggle with it. Right.
1: like you, mean, poked, you poked me in the belly right after we met. Yeah, Which was a way of... D- disarming, you you know, it was you like, was hey, we're, we're buds, even yeah. though we just met, we, which, yeah. is, which was nice. I was able to, you know, I was cool with that, but there might have been someone who might not have been.
0: Right, right. I may, I'm, I tend to be impulsive and make mistakes. I, uh,
1: that was not a mis- mistake. I'm just, no, no, no. You no. remarked on it after poking me.
0: Yeah, I don't like or want to or do necessarily invade people's personal space, But but like if someone's busting my chops, I started to do a, like a finger shift. I just go, right. like, ah, oh, you're busting my chops, aren't you? Because I'm, i I, the whole, the, several times, I have a tendency to over apologize uh, because the world is a, still a horribly fucking terrifying place in my brain, despite how, not to toot my own horn, extroverted and positive I am. Uh, my twin brother is perfectly normal. Everyone always asks, oh, is he autistic too? No. Perfectly normal. Gets puss. It's perfectly fine. I like saying that it it, that way not in real life But like for joking wise like dude, he gets puss. I really like that in real
1: life. He does get puss.
0: Oh I say on stage. I have Asperger's, but he's an asshole He would act embarrassed of me like like Mm -hmm. he would call me the golden child Or a retard because the extra care my parents had to give to me because of my problems and and I, I uh, in the end, there, he get, getting older and mature. He realized that like things were more complicated than that. That he could use you to get more puss. <laughs> Dude, my brother's autistic. <laughs> Fuck me. No, no, no. It doesn't. Work. I don't think it works like that. I'm not. By the way, I, once Maybe again, I does. hope I did not come off as a chauvinist. Oh, I love every no. human beings, and I don't want to be bad to men, women, or anybody. I think you come
1: off as zesty.
0: I, 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 should, before, I should go on a little tangent here. I, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, but if there's one thing I don't like about the Howard Stern show, it's the whack pack. I hate those who take advantage of others, and I feel he takes advantage of people with disabilities. And There's another show that they do at the Comedy Store that I won't name, that, that, that even if they don't do that at all, same thing with Howard Stern, even if they don't do that at all, I, I have a feeling because of how I experienced things as I grew up as an autistic person. In school, being treated—I had this fear of being treated like a retard, mm-hmm. or be, and being taken advantage. Of. I can't read situations, so I can still feasibly be taken advantage of. Yeah. I always say to people when I feel like I am not your fucking retard.
1: Okay, but what's an example of a social cue that you had to learn from someone telling you how to do it that you didn't oh, pick up the way someone? I, had to I still up. and
0: I still have a problem with this one. I if someone people tell me not the point, like uh-huh. for instance, I. I'd like to think everyone on Earth is a pervert, but we just don't cross a line. In my case, I love tits. I love tits. No, I'm not a scoundrel. And a, hell, if I fell in love with a girl who was flat, I wouldn't care. It's, yeah. I'm, a, it's more, it's and then more. She,
1: she could put implants on her back, and then you'd hug her, hug her from the front, and you'd beca- lift her a hug, up like this is could the first day ever. blades.
0: I see where you're coming from. No, no. In this case, like, no. If a girl's Flat, and we were in love. That I would first of all, I would never force anyone to do anything. But like there have been times, come, going back to what we were talking about, there would be times where I would be talking to my friend, who also one of the, like uh, this guy Earl Skak, would be like, "Dude, check out the bombers on that one." And I would not think about it and point at the girl. And he's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm like, huh? Yeah, I lost my virginity. It's great." And I say this on stage. Uh, Sex was so good. Having sex made me feel like I lost some of my autism. Take notes, Jenny McCarthy.
1: You can also watch episodes and follow us at basicfreedoms.tv.
0: Well, here's the thing. Con- that was the other thing comedy did. It became something that helped me in tandem with the medication. One of my family members, who I won't mention, convinced me to get off my meds. Uh, not my parents. It's a... a, a like, because they wanted me to stay on the meds. They wanted to make sure I was okay. I got the meds and I thought, oh, I'm okay. Almost a year in, I was practically psychotic and I pushed my father over and almost cracked his head open. I would punch my mother in the arm, and, or I'd get so upset with her. I wouldn't choke her, but I'd put my hands around my neck and I would tell her, I'm not going to hurt you or kill you. I just want to, just the closest I want to get because you make me so upset. And my parents were finally like, take your meds or we're calling the cops and I uh, I took my meds and I can't say I haven't looked back since. My parents have more than forgiven me but I will never be able to forgive myself for laying a hand on anyone, let alone it was my immediate family, my parents. It's almost kind of good that I can't get rid of it because it's sort of like, I was talking to someone about it the other day, it's sort of like Spider-Man before he lost Uncle Ben. He was arrogant. He used his powers for his own gain. And he inadvertently causes his Uncle Ben's death in responsibility behind his power. With true power comes true. With true power comes... However the famous phrase goes, I'm a comic book nerd and I'm <laughs> fucking spacing. True power comes true responsibility? Yeah, sure. Let's I'm go with that. Right? Hopefully. Well, and then there's
1: in dreams begin responsibilities. which is I've Del- never heard Del- of that one. That's
0: Delmore Schwartz. But I'm not as smart as you, so... Uh, no, I think you are. Oh, you're too kind. I appreciate it. I'm not a fan of me, so. Uh, but uh, if, I, if it weren't for those things, I wouldn't become the loving, good person that I am. Not, I hope that that doesn't sound arrogant. Look how good I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not like that. Like, I want to be good to people I genuinely have in my well, heart you, you've to, had to do work, right by others. You've had
1: to work harder than a lot of people do at, at, at getting to a point where you feel comfortable in yourself, and that work pays off. Some people don't have to work at it and then they don't grow. I mean, in the case of you, know, you laying a hand on your mother, like you, and, my you got, and your father, you got to learn the lesson without any true damage. I'm and lucky my still, parents were dead. Yeah, they're fine. They still adore you and I'm you lucky. got to learn that lesson um, in, in, in a... It was hard enough lesson and a, a brutal enough moment yeah. for you to really remember it but not so hard that anyone was really hurt and then what what a wonderful thing that is
0: it turned yeah it turned out. Like, and it's a incredible
1: thing that you can go back to where it's like oh i should go up my bed and then you can remember that like say no wait a minute or that was there to teach me this that you know i've got to play it safe in certain ways to monitor myself and and that's great and you like, learned
0: yeah and then about one or two years later i've gotten the stand-up and my life changed yeah. and then and then I'm uh, even. Nothing but puss. T- did I wish? But I will say this. I have no plans to become famous. My ultimate goal is to be a road comic. Not a hacky one, but uh, a decent comic who makes a living on the road. People believe in me and they believe in this supposed talent that I have, and I, and I believe in myself ultimately. As much as I self deprecate, I ultimately believe in myself. I wouldn't give on that stage. I say I like to. I've been saying on stage these days. I get. I don't have any self-confidence. I get up, up there on a pure testicular fortitude, mm-hmm. to, to quote uh, wrestler Mick Foley. Um, do you
1: do you write your material completely before you get on stage, or is there ad-libbing up there?
0: It's it's a little slight ad-libbing because I, I have a hard, ex- I'm not a good writer. I have an extremely hard time writing. I don't know what's funny, like. I would Well, work that's what with you my, learn with a crowd? Sort of, but not really. Like, I I still am trying hard to look them in the eyes. I've gotten better <laughs> at that thanks to comedy, but I still struggle to look people in the eyes. Like, if I talk about it right now, I feel sort of impulsed to do it. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, almost like to self-prove my worth to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it, Josh. You can do it, <laughs> Excuse me. It made me giggle. So maybe I do know what's funny. I'm, I'm proving myself wrong here and there. Uh, I hope that wasn't scary. I'm not terrified of that. I meant well.
1: Anyways. You can follow host Ari Gold on Twitter and Instagram at Ari Gold, that's A-R-I-G-O-L-D, and on Facebook at Ari Gold Films. For more about the series director, visit moanred.com. That's M-O-A-N-R-E-D.